0: Welcome to Greenwood on Deck with your host, Clay Sprouse. We are meeting our talented residents who are shaping the social and cultural landscape of Greenwood, South Carolina. Greenwood on Deck is a production of CES and presented by Anchor. Okay, welcome into another episode, the first episode of 2019 for the Greenwood On Deck podcast. And today's guest is Julie Wilkie, newly appointed uh, city manager for Greenwood. And I first want to tell you thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Excellent. I I like doing interviews like this (coughs) because you and I really don't have a previous relationship. We we don't really know each other. And so I kind of like using this platform to kind of get to know you a little bit better, but what some of my guests are starting to discover is I like to do a little research. So uh, I've got a little bit of background on you and you can kind of fill in some spots for me. Okay. All right. Um, First of all, let's let's start off with this question. How are things going so far?
1: Very fast paced. Uh, when people ask me i say it's kind of like drinking from a fire hose you're getting a lot of information all at the same time i think everybody you know wants to to talk to you to tell you their take on things i've been spending a lot of time uh, meeting with um, department heads and community leaders uh just to get my footing you know so it's a lot of information to learn but it's starting to plane out so yeah
0: obviously your previous experience as the assistant city manager prepped you pretty well for this position I would assume.
1: Yeah I would say 100 percent.
0: Good. 100 percent. Right. Yeah and and from everything I've read everyone I've talked to you are the right person for this position <laughs> and it sounds like you've already hit the ground running.
1: Uh, people keep asking me how it's going and I say you probably shouldn't ask me you should probably ask some of the staff they could probably really tell you how it's going but Perfect. I think it's been positive uh, so far I'm seeing some positive things. So. Good.
0: So let's talk about your background a little bit. All right. Um, you're from 96. That's right. Uh, graduated 96 high school in 99 maybe? That's right. Okay, all right. I was just basing that on your age.
1: Oh, yeah. So I'm
0: 38, so I graduated in 98. Okay. So I, I just assumed. That's good. Good uh, guess. You went, ended up going to Lander University. That's right. And uh, your bachelor's degree is in political science. I'm a poli-sci person as well.
1: Yeah.
0: When you decided to go the political science route, what were your plans at that point? What did you foresee yourself doing in the future?
1: So, when I want to go to law school. I was pretty clear on that. That's what I wanted to do. I want to go to law school. Um, and then, as I was getting towards the end of my time at Lander, uh, my advisor kind of pulled me aside and said, you know, um, Lawyers are a dime a dozen, no offense to you lawyers out there, but there are a lot of lawyers, and he said um, that public administration is this sort of emerging field. There's not a lot of women that are going into this field. He thought I would be good at it, Um, and he encouraged me to apply for the uh, Master's in Public Administration program at USC, and so I thought, well, what do I have to lose? You know, so I took the GRE. I'd already taken the LSAT, applied for both, got waitlisted for law school, got accepted to the MPA program, and thought, you know what? Maybe just the right path for me and so um it obviously panned out and uh you know I think there's some stat that says like 85 percent of people don't work in the field that they went to school for so I'm in that small small minority of people that is using their degree the way it was intended my husband has a chemistry degree he's an insurance he's an insurance so I mean you know
0: yeah I like you just said I'm a poli-sci major myself I, I and I'm teaching pharmacy so you know yeah you, you never you never know uh, the route so you have a master's degree from USC how long did you live in Columbia
1: we lived in Columbia from um, 03 all the way until we, we we lived there until 09 but we had a brief stay in Florence my husband's job moved moved us around a good bit in the beginning of our marriage um, so we lived in Florence for a little while, but mostly we lived in Columbia. And in Florence,
0: you were an assistant city planner. I was a I was a planner. A yeah. pla- just a, okay. Yep, a and I,
1: and I was a planner. Also, when I worked in Columbia,
0: I, I find it I found it interesting when I read that that you had had a brief stay in Florence. That our our new mayor yes. also lived in Florence for a while at the
1: same time, and, and we didn't know each other. And
0: that's great. And when you were in Columbia, I would have been in Columbia as well. Yeah,
1: I liked Columbia. Um, I really did. But this was a great opportunity to get back home. Absolutely. Yep. And and you know we had had a daughter at the time. Now we have two daughters. We had one daughter at the time. And, and when when you're talking about you know a career advancement and free babysitters, it's checking all the boxes.
0: <laughs> all the boxes. Just come on down. Yep. Come on. I, I think we need to make it clear for audience out there though that you, you are you have made it clear that uh, even though you have a master's degree from <laughs> University of South Carolina and your bachelor's degree is from Lander, you are a tiger. At I heart. am
1: a tiger fan. Yes. Uh, and I was uh, raised a Clemson fan. I can't help it, you know. And, uh, but, I, yeah, I pull for the Gamecocks, I do. My husband's a Gamecock fan. I pull for them, I do. I like for them to win. It makes everyone in my family happy.
0: Um. Well, you know, that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't say anything about it. I I, I revel in our successes when we have them, although they're they're not. Uh, you guys are doing, not more really, lately, doing really really
1: well in basketball right now. Right now, I'm
0: excited about the Vanderbilt game tonight. I, I look forward to going home. Let's Let me talk. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm going to tell you this
1: one thing sure. that I love about the Gamecocks. When they went to the Sweet 16, I got to go to New York City, and so I'll forever be grateful to wow. them for that.
0: <laughs> <I regret laughs> it's the only not way going. I'm getting
1: my husband to New York City.
0: <laughs> I regret not going to the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. I regret that because I, my understanding was tickets weren't that bad and.
1: They had great seats. Me and my, my sister in law and I we we toured the city. We didn't go to the to the games, but right. <laughs> what well, wasn't interesting? What a waste! I know. Um,
0: okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, your professional role. Okay. Um, first of all, you're also on the board for the Chamber of Commerce. That's right. Brand new. Uh, brand new at that. So not really. Haven't sure. even been to my first meeting okay. yet.
1: Um, okay. but I'm I'm am comfortable with the chamber. I've I've served on the festival flower steering committee since. I think since i started working here and we work closely with the chamber the city does on lots of different things so i thought it was a an obvious sort of appointment so to speak uh
0: yeah it is the does the city manager automatically hold a spot on that board no they don't
1: actually and uh, angela and i sat down and, and talked about this actually when i was in my assistant role and i asked her if she felt like the city needed a place at the table and she said well you know yeah, you know, Mr. Brown used to serve on our board, and I've loved to have city representation, and so that's kind of how that all evolved. And and then Charlie resigned, you know, he left, and and she said, "Are you still good to be on the board?" And I thought, well, I, we still need to sit at the table, so yes. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how that happened. kind of worked out. Yeah, and to- and I believe Toby is Toby Chapel is also on her board. Okay. So I think it's good for that have that government um, perspective, and also to see what the chamber does. I think it's good for the government to know what the chamber does.
0: Sure. And vice versa. Um, when you were hired on the index, obviously ran a couple big stories on you. They said that you had gone through something called leadership, South Carolina. Yes. Uh, can you give me kind of a brief synopsis? Because I'm not that familiar with sure. it. Maybe some folks out there. We know what it is. Are there opportunities for other folks in this area to do something Oh yeah. Like
1: that? So I did Leadership Greenwood through the chamber. I don't know if you've done that program. I have done that. And so, and basically what Leadership Greenwood is, is a fast-paced um, introduction to this is all that, the, that Greenwood County has to offer. So there's an industry day and an education day, and you learn about cultural arts. And so Leadership South Carolina is that very thing just on a state level. Right. So it was like nine months program and uh, once a month we would go to a different part of the state and we would learn about economic development or cultural arts or education um, and actually interestingly enough I have a meeting with their um, the leadership South Carolina director today she's going to bring uh, the leadership 2020 class to Greenwood oh, okay. to, to learn about I'm thinking education.
0: So. How are you how are you are you invited to that?
1: Uh, you apply it's an application process you have to be referred by previous graduates so heather jones uh had recommended me and it was a great program i've actually been encouraging uh, the mayor to look into it because i think he would get a great benefit out of it i'm sure yeah
0: okay so let's call let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we've got going on uptown okay uh in an interview in 2013 You said, um, you mentioned some of the great things going on at that time. Flynn's was kind of getting their feet on the ground. Uh, Buffalo's was just kind of starting to open up. So let's fast forward now to 2019. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of give us a a brief synopsis of what's new uptown that we need to be looking forward to? Or now you're in this general city capacity. we got to make sure that we don't just focus on uptown. but.
1: From an uptown standpoint, um, and just being totally honest, you know, I don't know what your viewer listenership—what do you call it? Listenership. I, you know, on a podcast, I really don't know. I really—I so. think I have a good face for radio, <laughs> um, or po- i have a good face for podcasts. Um, you know, we, we hear a lot, well, you guys do so much uptown, but I think the the crux of it all is we know they have a vibrant city center, it makes for a vibrant uh, community. So, um, from a down from a downtown uptown perspective, um, what you're gonna see rolling out this year is our new city center master plan. The last one we did was in two thousand four. It was a ten year plan, so it expired and expired so to speak in fourteen and I really think The sort of culmination and completion of that plan was the construction of the Uptown Market and the splash pad. And so we need sort of a new roadmap moving forward. So I think a lot of what that's going to focus on is the assets that we have in this community and how to make connections through uh, critical neighborhoods like the west side, which is connected all the way from uptown all the way to the hospital you have the genetic center of lander there's a lot of key uh, community assets that need connectivity we want people to live uptown and and i do think we we've seen some great strides in what what's going on uptown you've seen the millhouse expand three times right. um, and the restaurant growth has been significant we've we've um, annexed so to speak the um Hampton Plaza where Montague's is located so we have a lot of players in the uptown and a lot of people that believe in the mission of having that vibrant uptown if you've ever talked with Heather at the partnership she'll tell you that when she has prospective clients come in here they want to see her downtown and a lot of what they say is we invested in you because you're investing in yourself so that's there's there's great there's great thought and logic behind investing in your city center sure so that's kind of where we are with the I'm with excited Uptown. to see
0: what direction we're heading in yeah. as far as that's concerned. I wanted to talk to you about two events specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, first is Uptown Live. Yeah. Uh, my understanding is that you guys have started kind of planning for that. That's right. Normally starts in the May, late April, May area. Am I correct on that?
1: I believe April 26th is the first event, and it's going to be the Spring Fest, which is the local yeah. local music Sure. And I'm happy to say that Lander will still be in in uh, in during that time. Typically, Lander students aren't here, but they they're getting out a week later. So we're hoping maybe to do some sort of partnership with Lander.
0: I don't want to I don't want to lose the uptown life, thought, because I, I got a yeah, yeah. questions. But I want to piggyback on something you just sure. said. As far as Lander is concerned, and and I'm going to reference back to that 2013 interview. I said at that time when you were assistant city manager, you had mentioned in an interview that. It seemed like it was a challenge to get Lander involved in what we were doing. Not Lander, the university, but Lander, the student. That's right. Is that still an issue? Like, Whenever I am out playing in in different venues around town, I I don't know what a typical Lander student looks like, but I'm assuming that there aren't many of them around. I, I don't know... I always knew that there was some kind of stigma of trying to keep the lander student around during the weekends That's so that right. they're spending their money here. So, you know what I mean, to c- contribute to the economy. Where are we at with that, or do you do you even have an idea?
1: Well, I think the new, the us call him the new president. He's really not new anymore, no. but Dr. Costantino. I think he definitely has a, an, a goal for that connectivity as, as well as the city. Um, I have noticed more of what I think is an increase in lander foot traffic, like you say, you can't identify who a Lander student is, but a younger presence with the shuttle that they're running, I mean, the Lander point. shuttle that good they're point. running. I see it. Uh, I see the shuttle running, and I see it dropping students off and picking them up. So I think that's been a real a real good benefit. I, I personally think it's me and you and Laura Hudson. She's our uptown manager. Right. Um, and actually um, – Jeffrey Hopkins he runs at the bookstore and he just happens to be a friend of mine and we talk a lot about how I think that the downtown merchants should sell Lander merchandise I think it shows support and pride so we tried it we've been trying to to work through some things to to, I mean we have this university right a mile from our city center it's right in the middle of our city and I think that we need to show a little bit more pride if that makes sense I
0: don't know I think it's a resource that we're not using to its fullest capacity whether it's economic whether they're spending their money or it's a Greenwood thing I mean I, I, I would be I would like to know how many of those Lander graduates stay here or do they take off I was reading an article about how Lander and Francis Marion are very unique compared to the rest of the state colleges I mean tuitions going up a lot with Clemson and with Carolina um, and Lander and, and Francis Marion they, they serve this different population yeah and um, and so I feel like that's really an untapped resource that yeah we're.
1: there's this whole um I don't know if you're a big reader or whatever. <laughs> I, know have, I know you have kids, so you probably don't have time. Um, but there's this whole sort of gowns to towns thing, and it's all about how towns communicate with their colleges. Right. And a college in your city is a huge asset, Absolutely. and we have to figure out the best way to capitalize on it. We talk about it a lot, and I think it, that we've seen some vast improvement probably in the last five years. But we still have a ways to go. Right. And I've talked to Denise Manley before about, trying to have sort of like a fan day where the where we would bring out the bearcat topiary and i told her i thought it would be great if we could do that in conjunction bringing it back to an uptown live and maybe that spring fest this year could be that opportunity for us so we've reached out to them to see if that's something they want to partner
0: on and um maybe lander doing a little bit better job of getting Getting us aware of what the events are going on. Like, I just picked up on the fact that there's going to be a home basketball game on MLK Day. Well, we're all off. So, perfect time to take the kids out to a basketball game.
1: I know that um, we have Kelly McWhorter, she's our tourism director, Mm -hmm. and she has been working with with some people in her office. She has singled one person out and said, I want you to make sure that we know when all of Lander's events are taking place so that we can communicate that out. So, they're working along those lines.
0: so sorry I, w- I got off track That's okay. a little bit. Uptown Live Uptown Live um, so do we do we know what direction we're heading in this spring as far as the musical acts are concerned um, we haven't
1: booked any of the musical acts yet um, I'll tell you that the one thing that I told Laura was I would really like for the mayor's little kid band to d- do an opening one night because I haven't had a chance to see them and I just think young musicians is so cool because if we don't have those kids right. then who are our future musicians you know greenwood's always been such a huge musically talented community i grew up in all that and my brother's a musician and i know you're a musician so um i know that we're going to be meeting with ashby stokes pretty soon to start booking those acts we haven't if he's booked them he hasn't told me yet
0: well, I, I've told uh, Mayor Brandon Smith that uh, you know he's in a band as well, and uh, he, so yeah, he's right. pulling some of his band uh, strings yeah. to get us up to Uptown Live. Yeah, and that, um, if
1: we had y'all up there before, as part uh, of the Spring Station, Fest. Jackson
0: Station was up there. Okay, so um, Jackson Station did an Uptown Live one time where we opened up for a band called Split Shot at okay. of Greenville. Yeah. It was a very cold day I remember but it, I know, was, wow. it was it was right after Prince died and so they ended up playing Purple Rain and everybody went crazy but um and then my duo of Sprouse and Brock we did the very first spring fest okay so we've played Uptown a couple times, and then I've done. We Sprouse and Brock have done a couple of like Uptown Market. We've done the uh, Farm to Fork, not the Farm to Fork. What? Brewgrass. I can't remember what it was called. There's a couple different Uptown events yeah. that we've done. So um, you know, but Uptown so Live is always much fun. It's yeah, so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I know. The Nobody weather listening. The is,
1: weather is so is plays such a critical role. It's so yes. Volatile. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if it's foggy or there's a little mist in there, it's raining. It might be a little bit colder than people think it should be. Right. It's a, and then don't you cancel anything because people will flip out. Right. But then they won't come. <laughs> but then if you cancel it, they get upset. So, well,
0: but it's all right. Let's move on from Uptown all Live. Right. Although we're super excited to hear yes. what y'all what y'all have planned and, April
1: twenty sixth. Um, I'm pretty sure yes, that's the kickoff. That's kick
0: going to be a lot. Of we're gonna fun. do a few
1: on Friday this year. Good. Yeah.
0: Good. Uh, South Carolina Festival of Discovery. Yes. Okay. This is my favorite event. It, By, is, bar none, it
1: is my favorite event. It is,
0: it is absolutely wonderful. It showcases Greenwood in a light that we don't normally see Greenwood in. The way I explain it to friends who don't live here, um, those that have moved on to Charleston or somewhere else, Greenville, is that it, it's almost like it's not Greenwood. Yeah, it's, it's not a, that weekend. For one weekend, we are someone else. Yeah. But it is the best of what we have to offer. Sure. And um, the
1: whole community really loves rallies. that event. Right. I never hear anybody say anything negative about it.
0: I get to come once every other year. It's a long story as to why I miss it once a year, uh, once every other year, but it's because I have to go to a national conference. But, um, my dad and I have made a tradition out of doing the Taster's Choice. We'll show up at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. We'll be the first ones in line to get tickets. We'll run around. The The festival has been in place now, if I'm correct, this is probably going on like year 19.
1: This of, coming year will be 19. It's easy to remember because 2019 is the 19th Okay, so year. it always falls in, it yep, falls in start line. start in 2000.
0: Um, you don't necessarily want to change something that's working. Right. But like you and I have talked about before, sometimes change is a good thing. That's right. And so, are you going to ask me to move it to a no, cooler time of year? No, I'm not asking you to do anything. No, I think I think the time is critical. I mean, it's critical in where it falls in with the with the Kansas City Barbecue Society. That's right. That's we, right. That weekend of the year, we are the ball game nationally. Yes, I get that. Yep. So you don't want to move it. No. And be, and there are years where it's extremely hot. There's other years and where you it's You eat fine. barbecue in the summer. And you eat barbecue. That's in what the it's summer. about. I guess my question, though, is, is there anything that you feel like we could change to improve it? Is there anything we could do just to kind of change it up for the sake of change? Well, so
1: if you ever want to just take a moment to ask any of my staff about me, they will tell you that I am very anal. I write everything down and they make fun of me about it, but it's a good exercise. And so every single year, and I learned this from Charlie, you drop back and think about what you can do better. Right. Um, I actually told him one year, if you add anything else, I'm going to have to quit. Um, <laughs> but I was joking, of course. Last year, we added a Kids Q event. I don't know if you knew that. I heard about that. It was down at the Uptown Market. We had heard about this Kids Q event and I had really been feeling it because I have kids. They like to cook, they like to get in the in and say well let me help you do this or that and I thought this is cool so we went as a staff and looked and watched a couple of, of kids queue events and we decided like yeah we definitely want to do this so we did add that last year which I think was a huge hit we had um 10 or 12 kids I believe and uh, I would anticipate that this year we we can hold I think 24 I, I would imagine that probably we're going to sell that out so every single year we I have a whole pages of notes. Actually, I asked the staff they get a map and a piece of paper it says notes on the back and i'm like while you're working all weekend long if you see something that doesn't work or something we need to change to make it better write it down sometimes it's something as simple as putting more restrooms in a certain spot or moving something to somewhere else or putting a better sign right here or closing off a road uh, for safety reasons but we tweak it a little bit every single year
0: right yeah I, i remember a couple of years ago on twitter a uh, Fellow, pretty well known. I think he's across the street. Josh Garvin s- s- put out on Twitter uh, enough of the blues, but uh, but that's kind of the one of the core concepts. Yeah, it's blues. Of the, yeah, of the festival. I would
1: say the other thing we added last year. We get hit with this a lot, and you're a local musician, so you can appreciate this. You right. know, we got hit with the you know y'all. Y'all support Greenwood musicians all year, but then the first big thing of the year, you know, the biggest event of the year, and y'all don't even ask us to participate. Well, the reason is because it's a blues event, you know, and and we're trying to bring in significant blues acts from far away. I mean, we have them come from Boston, California. We have a guy that comes from Norway. So, I mean... But this year, we, uh, we listened and we listened, and we said, okay, let's do a local stage. So we did a local stage down at the market in conjunction with sort of that kid's queue and everything going on down there, and it was great. Right. So we, I did ask, Ashby helped us coordinate that because he really helps us with our music, and I said, make sure they play the blues, and he said, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, I guess we did get some feedback a couple years ago that the acts weren't that good. And we gave that feedback to our music coordinator, Gary, and he hooked us up the next year. And uh, right. we heard tons of positive feedback. So
0: so I think the moral of the story here is that you all embrace feedback yeah. and you will absolutely act on it. Mm-hmm. And for our listeners out there, that doesn't just mean a festival or something fun. It means y'all will take constructive criticism and you yeah. will run with it. That's our job. Right. And I think that that's... Um, <clears throat> That's refreshing these days, especially I think you being from Greenwood, you you, you realize this that Greenwood's extremely unique. Yeah. It's growing. So it's not like every person I pass on the street anymore I know those days are gone, but it's still small enough, you know, <laughs> to where you know yeah. we, we we know how to feed off each other in some way or another.
1: I believe that in probably the next twenty years, you're going to see a real encroachment of that sort of Greenville suburb kind of feel coming onto the at least the northern part of Greenville, um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. Um, and I think we have, but we have to maintain what you're exactly what you're talking about is what makes us unique, and right. you have to celebrate what makes you unique.
0: So uh, this is going to be the closing part of the interview. All right. All right. So let's start off with this question. I ask everyone the same question. Uh, what does Greenwood do best?
1: What do we do best? I, I think, well, not. I don't want to repeat what I just said, but I do think that Greenwood does a really good job of embracing what we're good at and and displaying ourselves in a positive way. Um and I know it's not all about the feel good, but it, you, if you want people to live and work in your community, then you gotta you gotta give them the feel good stuff. Um, we, we know that we're known for flowers. We have Park Seed and the Festival of Flowers, so we celebrate that. Um, we know that now we're known for barbecue, so we celebrate that. I think we do a good job, at least from a city standpoint, I would tell you that I think we have the best staff around. These, these folks work as a team seamlessly for the betterment of Greenwood and sure. the people that live here, and I believe that with all my heart. They know what makes us great, and they, they, they want everybody else to know it too.
0: I, it's so hard for me to convey sometimes that folks like you and me and, and some of these other folks that are around town you know, in these new leadership positions we really genuinely care about Greenwood. Oh yeah, I mean, we like, wouldn't I be love here. This place.
1: Who would do this for you know? know. If, you didn't, if you did, not I mean, why would why would Brendan run for mayor unless he really loved Greenwood? Uh, There's a lot of headache that comes along with being in an elected position. He has three children and a wife media. and a job, you know. But he he loves Greenwood, and I think, um, you know. And, and, mayor, and Mayor Adams, he recognized, you know, hey, I've done my thing. I, I had a specific goals I wanted to achieve when I became the mayor. I did those things, and now I'm going to let somebody else have a turn. And uh, I think that's kind of, you know, you get that breath of fresh air like we were talking about earlier. Right. And um, I see some bright things ahead for Greenwood. I do
0: too. What, if, if you can pinpoint something right now that we need to improve on the most, as Greenwood. What what would that
1: be? Well, I think that we need to expand our beautification, so to speak, into our neighborhoods. I don't know if beautification is the right word I would use, but um, from a a code enforcement standpoint, keeping your yard clean, paint your house, um, I think that community pride is something that we need to push out from the downtown out it looks great down here the grass is really manicured Um, we need to I think spend some time in some communities putting in some sidewalks and trying to um, lift up so
0: to speak I I get that and you know when I was running for school board that was kind of in a way community pride was one of my I wouldn't say platform, but but it was a concern of mine. You know, when you look at some neighbors like 96 and Abbeyville, the town is kind of rallies around the high school and what yep. they do. Yep. And here we don't really have that. And so the question is, what is the rallying point? What yeah. what do we get together? Uh, what, what 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 do we come together around? And maybe it is that uptown piece.
1: Yeah, I think that um, there's you know when it's easy to focus on the negative stuff. Sure. Um, and so yes, we know we. We've been experiencing a little bit of a crime issue, and we know that we have some some neighborhoods that need some attention and some love, but we have a lot of great things going on. Right. There's just a small percentage of people that ruin it for the rest of us, right? That's how the world works. There's a small percentage of people that ruin it for the rest of right. us, and I think we have to uh, smother those people with the good things, and maybe they'll uh, jump on board or move along. Sure. Okay, so
0: final question, uh, but it's kind of a two-part question. So first of all, during the Festival of Discovery, Kansas City Barbecue Society judges four meats. Yes. They do ribs, brisket, chicken, and pulled pork. pork. That's right. Of those four, what is your preference?
1: Uh, Chicken chicken i actually don't like barbecue that much really i know it's crazy wow that
0: just shoots my last question no go
1: ahead go i ahead. was just gonna say i what, really like hash
0: are, are you a are you a sauce person like, i do, do prefer, i like mustard based do you like the mustard based? i do a we good sauce
1: the... is really what it's all about right yeah i used to like barbecue and then I, I got pregnant and that's i'm just gonna leave it right there it changes everything. it does yeah it does. I, I get that i do love the smell of it though
0: let me close it by saying this. Yeah, I we want, we were at a wedding. Uh, I don't know if it was a rehearsal dinner or something. And this was back. This was back in July. It was a week, literally a week later after the barbecue festival. You could still smell the hickory. <laughs> it's like the hickory had stuck to the building. Yeah. But being a barbecue guy like I am, I love it. I think it's fantastic. But, well. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no I problem. appreciate thank it. You. I hope that our listeners uh, feel like they got a little bit little bit out of this today and got to know you a little bit more. So how can people reach you?
1: Uh, you can reach me by telephone at 942-8410. My cell phone number is everywhere, so I don't mind giving that. 993-3830, Facebook, Facebook. Um, We have every social media account you could possibly imagine through the uptown in the city of Greenwood, the police department, the fire department. You can always stop by, visit our website, lots of ways to get me. I feel like everyone knows how to who find ma- Who
0: manages the social media for Uptown? We like. do
1: it. Uh, we well, I do the city. Uh, well, we have really a collective effort. We have like five or six people that manage all. Like us everyone,
0: th- like everyone in the office can get on the Instagram account and
1: specific people can get on specific ones. Right. Gotcha. Yes. I, so sometimes I, I, I'll say, "Hey, I haven't posted anything in a while. Can y'all find something pertinent to put up right. there? Because you want to keep
0: it relevant. So gotcha. keep people informed. Well, thank you again. Yep. I appreciate it. And uh, maybe one day down the road we can get an update from
1: you sounds good thank you thank you
0: thank you for listening to Greenwood on Deck please make sure to check out our Facebook page Greenwood on Deck podcast and we look forward to talking to you soon again Greenwood